And this is Christine. And, and we are She Nanigans. Thanks for stopping by. Today's podcast is paired with High Noon. I have watermelon. Jen has pineapple. It's hot as... Oh, it's 900 it's degrees outside. today. Yeah. We love it, though. We do. If you don't know what it is, now you know. It's vodka and soda. It's in the can. We like it in the That's can. That's how we like it. Cheers. Cheers. Today's podcast is brought to you by Skitscott, a video-based social media app made in America. Skitscott values your privacy and never shares your personal information. It's an app you can make videos, reels, and chat with your friends. Jen and I both have this. We've made some really funny. Yes, it's a super fun, easy-to-use app. I highly recommend you download it. Skitscott. Skitscott. My kids all have it, too. It's fun for all ages. So download it, rate, review. Yeah, and you can also, you know, rate and review Shenanigans podcast while you're doing that as well. Everyone loves a good review. Yes. Today is our 30s. Today's our 30s, yes. So we have some awesome upcoming guests coming as well. I can't wait to share these cool people with you. We're like so lucky. I mean, not lucky that we have all these people that we know have been through all these insane things. We really are covering a wide variety of topics. Yes. And if you have any ideas for us too, we're open to all ideas too. And we both very much enjoy your feedback. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. Yeah, and if you know anyone who you think would be a great guest on our podcast who has persevered through a horrible chapter in their life but has a positive outlook and has a great story to share, please feel free to connect us. We would love it. We also love people that are uh, hilariously funny. Inappropriately so. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our 30s today. Speaking of inappropriate. Yeah. Christine and I, we were in very different places again in our 30s. I was going through the most tumultuous time in my life in my 30s. And she was sort of stable and... I mean... Things were, were, you know, she was married and, you know, having babies. And I... Lots of babies. Was not doing that in my early 30s. I had just got out of a... We'll say got out, but it was a pretty tumultuous breakup of a long-term relationship. We refer to him as shit brick. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, so I lived with this person, we renovated a house together, and we had a, a good relationship. So my mindset now, and one of our guests will also talk about this, is you do have to extract the goodness out of all your relationships that you've been, even if they ended badly, because I did have good relationships that ended really badly. As you grow and mature, you do extract the goodness out of even the worst circumstances, yeah. right? So we did have a good relationship, but... He did invite a third party into the relationship without my knowledge. That kind of puts a damper on things. (laughs) (laughs) The the fire should have been a red flag. Yeah. The house we renovated caught on fire. So that should have been, I should have skipped town. (laughs) But it did bring me to this beautiful town that I live in, Newburyport. I'm thankful for that. And I have wonderful friends here. So here I am. One of the funny parts of my early 30s is I was newly single and I hadn't been single for years So that was interesting to navigate. I went online. I met a lot of people in town. There was a lot of embarrassing (laughs) dates. (laughs) She's looking at me with side eye. And it was hard because 
especially going into our 30s, like I had just had Colin and we were, we were in very different yes. places. Right. So we, we didn't grow apart. We talked a lot, but she was not, you know, in any place to be my wing girl, which she still, she still made it work, but you know, she had new babies and I was a little bit of a tornado, aka shit show. <laughs> I actually met a lot of really nice people when I was dating. I was, I was single for a solid nine months. And then I, I ended up meeting Jason, who you heard about in, in episode two, who was great, but I was single for nine months. It seemed like five years because I dated like it was my job. Mm-hmm. Sorry to all those people. I did not date this guy more than two dates. When I was 30 as well, I met Brian, who I'm now married to. I met him on a boat. They all knew that I was a bit of a shit show. So they would see me out in town dating and they'd be like, oh, dear. <laughs> I know what your story going to tell. Yeah. One date, this guy met online. He shows up at my house. He was whatever. He was boring. He was not fun. So I proceeded to go out on a date with him and I probably drank too much. And by probably, I mean, I did. And then I ended up going to Michael's Harborside in town and meeting up with Brian, who I'm now married to, and a bunch of his friends. And they knew I was on a bad date and bought me shots. <laughs> so then I'm walking on the boardwalk in Newburyport. I was drinking and I was getting a little, I didn't do like a cartwheel because I couldn't do that without breaking a hip. I was doing something funky on the rail side of the boardwalk in Newburyport, which goes right to the Merrimack River and has a crazy, crazy current. <laughs> doing something crazy, I fall into the Merrimack River and I, I'm i in a dress and flip-flops. My body goes sailing down the <laughs> Merrimack. I was able to hold on to like a dock of some sort and then... People were yelling to me from up on the boardwalk and they're like, do you need help? Do you need help? And I'm like, yes, I need help. I'm in the Merrimack right now. People formed. I'm not kidding. I'm not making any of this up. People formed a human chain <laughs> to get me <laughs> out. And I'm sure all those people were sideways as well. Yeah, to, to get me out of the Merrimack. The good news is I kept my flip flops on. I was super excited. I lived with my friend Steve at the time and I went home and I was soaking, sopping wet and I had like debris like wrapped around my legs, like some sort of seaweed or something. And he was like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, um, well, <laughs> and I had to explain the whole thing to him. He's like, if I didn't see you, I would have never believed this story. You know, years later, I'm out at a bar hear people talking about, oh my God, did you ever hear about that time this girl fell in the river? I'm like, nope, nope, don't know about that story. <laughs> it was not me. Someone else's PLC. <laughs> Someone else's. So yeah, he did call me again for a second date, which is hilarious. We did not go out again. That was oh, it. Yeah, I thought that would be a game ender. <laughs> like that's, wow. He's like, don't you think that's a funny story? I'm like, yeah, but I think it's, I think we're good. We're going to end it there. We're going <laughs> to end with that. Let's talk about our 30th birthdays. Like actually, so we've mentioned to you guys before, we're 12 days apart. Right. Your birthday, I remember I like had a six-month-old and I was definitely not in my normal body because we didn't mention this in our 20s, but I got pregnant with Colin and I weighed 103 pounds when I got pregnant and I gained 60 pounds. So I looked like I ate myself while I was pregnant. I know. I've never weighed 103 pounds. Well. Maybe when I was like seven. Well, um, <laughs> Right. I've never weighed that amount since. 
So we went out for Jen's birthday and I definitely had like an extra layer still with me. And it was like the first time I think I had gone out on my own. Yeah, we went to Tia's, which is a waterfront restaurant where like everybody would go there. It was just a really fun place. And then we ended up going like to some dance club and I reconnected with somebody. We we had disposable cameras. We sure did. So we never got pictures from that night, thank God. (laughs) Because we lost them. They're somewhere. Somebody has them. DM us if you have our disposable camera from (laughs) many years ago, 15 years ago. But I ended up reconnecting with somebody who I shouldn't have reconnected with because I saw him at Tia's, which is always a bad idea. And (laughs) With another girl. I saw him with another girl, and then he ended up hanging out with us. And then we can talk about your 30th birthday because it pertains. Okay. So my 30th birthday, as I said, I have a a six-month-old, and we live in Southie. Jen and my ex-husband surprise me. We go meet Jet. We went first to this said person's house. Right, in Southie. In Southie. And then we went to a Red Sox game, which Jen and I usually do around our birthdays, which we need to figure that out because we haven't been last summer or this summer. Right. So we went to the game, had a blast, and then we went to this club called Felt. That's like a several-floor club dance club dance club different things on different floors my brother ryan was with us yes he went to the game with us he was there yeah so anyway so we're at this club and we all kind of get lost go okay so i all of a sudden turn around and nobody i know is with us so we went to the red sox game had a blast and then all of a sudden everybody's gone so i am like panicking because i'm at this nightclub i had parked my car at this dude's house in southie that i was dating so I had no, and my dog was there. Like I had no way of, and we had cell phones. So why couldn't we get in touch? I did with not you? have a cell phone. I don't think, or yes, yours was going right to voicemail or some crazy yeah. thing. So finally, finally, I found your brother Ryan, and he's like, "Don't worry, I'll get a cab. We'll get a cab. This is before Uber. I'll get a cab and we'll get to this house, drop you off, blah blah blah." So we get there, and this guy isn't there, but my dog is. So I decide, like, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. Night. I mean, that's, yeah. It's like two in the morning or three in the morning. I'm going to sleep. So I didn't know where Christine went. I didn't, I I just lost everybody. And I didn't. I fell down the stairs at Felt, broke my toe and was probably home in bed by that time. A goodbye would have been great. Um, Well, we couldn't find each other because it was like five floors and I was a lightweight because. You were drunk. So I couldn't find the guy that I was seeing either. So anyway, get, get to his house, go to sleep. I am woken up at maybe four in the morning. I am ripped out of bed and pushed up against the wall. Now, I know this isn't a big deal to some people, but like I had a watch with a second hand because I'm a nurse and I had to take people's pulses. So this was like a sought after watch for the time. Pulled out of bed, smashed up again. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Like I have never fought. never fought either one of us ever. (laughs) Never. Never got into any physical altercations with anybody. Smashed up against the wall. This girl, maybe her name was Shoshana. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah, well, you know. So she, she's probably not listening. To she this smashes me up against the wall, and she's like, "You're dating my boyfriend." Now I had met this guy's parents. Like, was, I was like, "What?" I'm not a fighter, but I am beer muscles stubborn. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, I'm not leaving." Yep. She's like, I'm dating this guy. I've been dating him on and off forever. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Well, I met his parents and this and that. So that's interesting. <laughs> I, <won't help> you. <laughs> I win. She's like, well, I met his parents too. And I'm like, okay, well, this is weird. <laughs> so we end up talking because I can kind of make friends with anybody. So I was like, 
let's just chat. Like, so where are you from? Let's talk <laughs> what do you about do? what do you do? Tell me how you met this guy that we're both dating. And <laughs> so this guy wouldn't come down. He was on the third floor. He owned the whole building, whatever. So finally he comes down and I am like, I verbally can be when I'm mad. Mm-hmm. I'm a slow boil. I'm a slow boil. But if I'm mad enough, oh, that's watch it. out. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like the so, lady who hit your car. Keep oh going. my God. Yeah. So I was like, up one side, down the other. I'm like, you, P-O-S. P-O-S. I finally, so I had to, well, I'm, while I'm doing this, I'm sobering up too. So I'm like, I got I to gotta drink water, coffee, all that. So finally, hours pass. Me and Shoshana end up going, like be, we become very good friends. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you go out for breakfast. <laughs> I was like, why would you do this? Why? And he was like, I'm sorry. He was like a very, he was a meathead. He was like 6'4 and a meathead. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, hit a bow mastiff to match him. That was how my dating life was going. So finally, in August of that year, I ended up meeting Jason, who was yeah, great. Jason. He was great. He was he was great. Yeah, that's how my thirtieth birthday started, and I had to go to my niece's baptism the next morning, more hungover than I'd been in a really long time, with a broken toe, and they are. Maronite. And so you had to walk around the church in this procession. And I was horrified and hobbling (laughs) around the entire church with my family. It was, it was not a good thing. Yeah. My thirties, Jen and I definitely lived very different, different lives. I mean, in my thirties, I had four boys in five and a half years and I was literally always pregnant. And we had lived in Southie when I was 30. So I turned 30 in June that October 27th, um, my mom passed away from breast cancer. And she was my person aside from Jen. She and I talked every single day. We were, you know, we moved to Boston to be closer to her. So we moved, sorry, I don't think I ever said this either, but I lived in New York City through most of my 20s and then moved to Boston because it was closer to my mom and my ex-husband had a job there and I knew I was having a baby. We had decided to move to Boston when I was 29, after we got married, we both had jobs in New York. My ex-husband worked for a lot of dot-com. So it was the time like of the dot-com like craziness. My mom was sick. She had been battling breast cancer um, since I was 19. It was kind of a roller coaster. We both decided to quit our jobs on a Friday, a Memorial Day weekend. We told his family who were not happy at all with us. And Saturday morning, we were getting ready to go to Boston to look at where we were going to live. For whatever reason, my ex-husband went to get bagels to bring up for everyone, and I took a pregnancy test and found out I was pregnant. So we had no jobs. My in-laws hated us, and we had really no place to live. That was That was ending my (laughs) 20s. It was perfect. I mean, whatever. You can make it work. We moved to Boston. We lived in my cousin's basement apartment. I was, like I said, started off at 103 pounds and gained 60. I was gigantic living in this little apartment. Colin was nine months old. My mom passed away on October 27th. And poor Jen, it had been like, she had only gone into the hospital one time ever. Like she had battled for 12 years. She was so strong. We were in that September at a Red Sox game. There's never a coincidence ever. Jen also was at the game because originally it wasn't planned though. Because I had bought the tickets for my stepdad for his birthday so we all, we sat with you though. Yeah, I think you got. Yeah, we ended up like all being at the game. So it was Jen, who was like my mom's second daughter. Yes, we were very close, and she's so close with my brothers. And we end up at this Red Sox game literally like six weeks before my mom passed away. She was like 
She was great. Oh, she was great. She right? was having a blast. She had, you know, the best smile, the most infectious laugh. Yeah. Like and drinking beers and we were yeah. all hanging out, having a blast. Great day. Yeah. It was, it was literally one of the best days. But at the end, you remember, she said, my mom always would like pray at like Sunday dinner and she'd like pray for all of her kids and she'd like start crying and she, she just, you know, like happy tears a lot. But at the end of the game, she sat in her seat and she didn't leave and she just started crying. And we were like thinking she was just being sentimental. But I truly believe then she knew that, right. that was that was it. She was only in the hospital for a week. We were there. Colin was around all the time. He was nine months old. And poor Jen, and I feel like this is not the only time that this has happened. My mom passed away after midnight. So it was, I think, like 1230. And I called Jen at 1 a.m. to tell her that my mom died, which she's, aside from my mom, Jen is my person. Right. I'll never forget it. Yeah, it was, the my heart was broken. Yeah, I mean, it for was. For all of you. It was awful. Jen, she's like, what do you need? And my first thought, the only thing I thought of was, oh, I have no clothes for Colin to wear. So about Colin, the cutest little like yeah. suit. Mm-hmm. It was the cutest thing ever. But that was my first thought. We were all together. And I remember it was Colin's first Halloween and he was Eeyore and we sat in friendlies on his whatever. And we just stayed with my stepdad. And my mom really taught me so much throughout my lifetime and we were devastated it was it was so lucky to have her for 30 years because what she gave me and taught me in those 30 years was right she was one of the most resilient people oh and just yeah and funny and a prankster and oh she was the best prankster ever and now I anything for a laugh yeah I feel her when I do certain things and act silly and goofy and yeah she was just one of a kind like I said, I went on to have Owen, Brendan, and Devin, and literally, I was either always pregnant or always with a newborn, right? right? For like five and a half years. And we thought in this time frame, you know what, we're like, we live in the small Cape. Devin was one, so I had a one, a two and a half, a four-year-old, and a six-year-old. Colin was in first grade. And we're like, you know what? Let's tear down our house. So we're like, that seems like a good idea. We decided to tear down our house to build a bigger house. Great if you have a place to move to. The problem is we were looking for like a three to four month rental with four small children. And we had two places. They both fell through. We secured a third house. Our house was being torn down on a Friday. We had to be out on a Friday. Sorry, the house was being torn down on Monday. And that Tuesday of that week, the man was like, oh, I I can't rent it to you guys. You have small children. My house isn't deleted. And we were like, we don't care. If they eat paint (laughs) chips, they'll be fine. It doesn't matter. We need a place to live. He's like, no, I'm sorry. They don't have to go to college. It's fine. Right. It's totally, it's (laughs) fine. We ended up living. Do you remember this? You never saw it because we didn't let anyone go in this one bedroom apartment that one of my girlfriends had in downtown Framingham. Nothing against downtown, but I've never lived in a place like that. But even more so, my children slept six inches away from, so there was a bed, like a mat on the floor, a pack and play and a crib all next to each other. And my ex-husband and I slept on a pull-out futon in the living room with a TV on the floor. It was a full-on crack house Yeah, is what it looked like. And by the way, we never let anyone see it. Right. I didn't go there. Never. The only time was when we had to send uh, my brother-in-law, Jay, there to check on my ex-husband who had Lyme disease. I kept thinking like, God, if we can get through this, I can get through anything in life. Never knowing what was around the corner. Right. Yeah. And then I also gave up my career during that time. So when I had Brendan, daycare was obviously insane because they were all little. 
my ex-husband traveled a lot. So I decided to stay home and, and live the chaos loving life of a stay at home mom, which I wouldn't trade for anything. So I stopped working. I think I was 36. Yeah. So my, my shenanigans were at a, at a little bit of a, a lull during that time. But whenever I could get out, it was balls to the wall. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. She would go crazy. And at that time, during my 30s, I got engaged to Jason, as I told in a previous episode. You know, planned the wedding. Christine was planning the wedding with me. Like, it was a great time. And then he passed away. So there was just like this whole roller coaster of things that happened within a couple years. And as previously mentioned, too, I had, I knew my husband as a friend for years. Then after still a couple more years, we still didn't date. And then, Finally, in my mid-30s, I think yeah. it was 34. Yeah, I was 34, and we finally worked, got, it, out. worked yeah. it out, got together. and You had to go through all those other... I had to go through all these <laughs> crazy <laughs> things to lead me to where I was supposed to be at the time. Mm-hmm. It happened all when it was supposed to happen. Right. So I think, you know, finally in my late 30s, again, like early 30s, engaged, then death of a fiancé, had to deal with all that you know, finally met the person I'm supposed to be with, engaged, married, babies. So it was definitely a huge oh roller coaster for yeah, me. 30s. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a, a lot. Yeah. So and then my 40s, we were just talking about this too, that Christine's 30s were like fair, like crazy fun, busy, settled though. My 30s were crazy tumultuous and then at the end settled and our tragedies happened 10 years, like 2007 and then 2017. Yeah. So almost 10 years. Almost exactly. Exactly 10 years. Like, yeah, it was really, it's really kind of crazy yeah. that that happened. Super crazy. That's- and then she went nuts in her 40s. And <laughs> yeah, okay. We're still in our 40s. <laughs> yeah. But we'll talk about that yeah. in the next, in another podcast. Yeah. So. Christine was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm gave her career up to raise four boys, which is no small job, as many of you know. And I was a nurse. I worked in many jobs, but I was a nurse manager for years in a locked psychiatric unit and detox. Yeah, that sounds like a guarantee. (laughs) No, none of my friends were there. (laughs) Mm -mm. If Um, you still work there now, it might be a problem. It might. (laughs) But before I decided to stay home, I was a buyer. And then I worked at TJX and I hired buyers. Right. Yeah. You know, that was... Not drug buyers. No, 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 no. No, buyers for TJX, you know, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, all that. That was a, definitely a, a decision, but to give up my career because I was succession planned to go high up in TJX. And, but you know what? It wasn't a tough choice for me. It was a pretty easy... Because I was in the thick of it and I wanted to be the one who was home. I know it's not for everyone, but I was the one who wanted to like... My kids all had ear infections. They all had, you know, all sorts of stuff. They needed tubes and whatever. So I was happy to, right. to be home. So, so what, what would you say was the biggest thing or a couple of things that you learned in your 30s? Oof. Let's see. Very different things, but I definitely learned to look for signs. I was always open to it before. My mom always talked about them. But the year before she died, and I know you know this, she painted dragonflies everywhere. Right. I mean, she loved them. She painted glasses. She, played, she was an artist. After she died, dragonflies have showed up in the most meaningful milestone, monumentous times. And so that was the first thing. And my kids also like would see a dragonfly and say, oh, look, there's Nana Angel, which mm-hmm. they named her all on their own Nana Angel. Right. So that signs. 
to like, I remember with Colin when he was real little, my mom would say to me like, stop being so like uptight. Like you're going to miss out on these things. Like just enjoy it. Make sure he's safe and he's, but enjoy the time with him. So that was two. Life is important and short and you have to live it and love and tell the people that you love all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, mine's definitely life is short. Your path doesn't always go the way that it's planned, uh, or, that you or, planned, yeah. but it goes the way it's that it's supposed to, supposed to yeah. go. But stay the course and follow your heart. Yeah. And I know that sounds very cliche, but... No, but I always say trust your journey, which is definitely a big, huge piece of it. Like you have to just kind of take a breath and like step back and just trust that... Right. It is going the way it's supposed to. It may not be what you think it's. I definitely to be. didn't think, like, at 32, no. losing a fiance, like somebody that was like my life, who I was with every day. I thought, I, there were times when I was like, I don't know if I can get through this. Like, but I will say, one community, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't so much social media at the time of my loss that I, I didn't have like a broad range of support, but I had this group of people, including you and my close friends that just, that literally, and I know I've spoke about this before, but never give up your friends. My whole life, I've never given up my friends. Right. I've always had girls trips. I've always had yeah. My girls and my and my guy friends, because I have guy friends too. That and I just you always need to keep them close just because yeah. they when when everything else sinks, they're there and yeah. they will keep you afloat. They they're your lifesavers. So that is really important to me. My other advice in my thirties is don't ride your bike drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's had lots of bicycle accidents, mostly damaging her face. Yeah. My friend Steve and I, we both had um, breakups and he had a house in P-Town and he's like, let's just go together. And I was like, okay. And then we would go out and we would drink and then ride our bikes home. And I fell into a bush and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, part of the shrubbery gave me a corneal abrasion and Steve had to put a, pack, a bag of peas on my face for days. Wait, I so, also had a funny bike story with you, but it was in our 40s. So we could talk about it in our 40s. That's right. And then the other thing that we always talk about is just, you know, trust your instincts. Like when I first started dating Brian, like he was a guy who would always follow through. Like he's not like overly affectionate. Like there's no PDA and we don't like make out in public, but unless intoxicated. If there's just like, we have this really strong connection, but he was somebody that I was like, okay, this guy is solid. Like I have no anxiety around him. Like his follow-through was so good, and I, like, fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. He was also in a band, too, which is kind of hot. We were groupies. Yeah, we were totally groupies. Yeah. It's what you do and not what you say. You, yeah. Like, somebody can say a million things, I love you, and I'll do this, and you're the one, and this. It's about actions. Yeah. And I'm no relationship expert, <laughs> trust me, <laughs> as you heard earlier from my many fails. Many fails. You're a great example now, friends. So then we have some funny little questions. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, just one thing. French fries. <laughs> Hands down, French fries. <laughs> yep. Soft serve ice cream twist. Actually, I would have such a, because I love blueberries too. I eat them every day, but French fries. That's boring. I know. They're yummy though. Okay. What's one thing you're looking forward to? Right now? Yeah. Ooh, second chances. Yeah. 
That's fun. Well, like I, I feel like I'm in my second chance. I had horrible, horrible heartbreaks in my 30s and 40s and a lot of good times too, but I had, you know, my heart broken and my heart's super happy right now. That's great. Shout out to Obibe. <laughs> Mine is continuing to enjoy, I feel like things are good in my life. Like I have a wonderful husband and daughter and just continuing to be in the present and not think about the past or the future too much. Yeah. I detach mean, from the results. Yeah. Right. So you, you just stay in the day. And that's my mantra right stay now. Stay in the day. Stay in the day. Love that. Yep. Steve's going to make fun of this. I know it. <laughs> He's like, you are just one cliche after another. <laughs> Wait, Jen wrote down some questions because sometimes we need to stay on track and I just need to like point out they're written in a red <laughs> pipsqueak marker that's kind of <laughs> difficult to read. I mean, this is a tough question, but I like to ask it to people and we'll ask our guests as well. But if you could listen to, I'm going to give you three, but you can go from one to three. If you can listen to one album or artist only for the rest of your life, what would it be? I agree with two on your list. I would say that. But I'd also have to throw in like, hmm, pink. (laughs) (laughs) It's random. Pink. I love her. She's like my soul animal. Yeah, she's wonderful. Soul animal? No, spirit animal. Yeah, she's badass. Yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah, I like her a lot too. And then we both say Dave Matthews and Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah. Dave Matthews, Pearl Jam, John Mayer. I love. Yep. Shout out. If John you're listening, Mayer John the, Mayer. <laughs> John Mayer with the Grateful Dead. Ooh, it's like the perfect combo. Yeah, we need to go see them. Yeah. So my third one is Fleetwood Mac because I've always loved them. And I have a funny story. So the, the dude that I was dating in my late 20s renovated the house, invited a third party into the relationship guy. I may have referred to him as something earlier in this podcast. Right. When we were breaking up, because he was dating somebody else, he said, we just have nothing in common because you like celebrity gossip and you really don't like rock climbing and you also really like Fleetwood Mac. And I'm like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, I like Fleetwood Mac. That's a problem. (laughs) And then, of course, I'm a skier. I did try rock climbing and it's... No thanks. It's fine. But I'm like, so this is what I was shouting as I was leaving, packing my Mm -hmm. stuff out of the house. Rock climbing sucks. You're back to the view. You're back to the view. Because that was the only thing that I could come up with. That's actually solid advice. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's good. Like like hiking, you get to enjoy the view. Skiing, you get to enjoy... Rock climbing, you're back to the freaking view. Like, really? Hey, we could do a whole episode on Pearl Jam shows. Oh, I love Pearl Jam. (laughs) Maybe... Maybe we'll do a Pearl, shout out to Pearl Jam and our shenanigans at Pearl Jam. There's like a lot. It's We've been to a lot oh, of Oh, so many concerts. Yeah. Horde Fest, Lil Affairs we spoke about earlier. But a lot of Pearl Jam. Yep. So what's the best thing that's happened this year for you? She gives me this smile and twinkle and little and it goes to second chances. I also in my 40s, which we'll talk about later, have, have dated and kind of found my way. And But I met the best guy that I'm super happy with. And he is awesome at follow through and we have a blast together and it's easy and he makes my heart super happy. So that's great. (laughs) I love him too. Um, Relate. And I don't think like, I know that I sound silly, but like I know relationships are work, but they shouldn't be hard all the time. Yeah, no, they really shouldn't be And marriages. Shouldn't be hard all the time. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes you have to give like people always say 50 50. And actually, I don't agree with that. I think sometimes it's you have 20. Yeah. And sometimes you have to give you both have to give 60 60. And I know yeah. that doesn't equal 100. I, I know that I know math. 
Bath 101. Sometimes you have to give a little bit more. Each of you have to give a little bit more at different times, right? Yep. So I think that's really important. Well, and I feel like this is the first time I have someone who has my back. He's my team. Right. In everything. That's very important. It's a whole new feeling. Yes. And I love it. Yes. He does have your back. Yeah. Behind my back. Yes. Which is important. Mm -hmm. And you, what is your favorite thing about About this this year? year? So we have all been through and, you know, everybody globally has been through COVID together. I think that in the past year, I feel like I, like Brian, my husband and I, and my daughter Molly, like we have really enjoyed moments. Like we moved to Maine for a couple summers and we're able to like just enjoy, you know, being at the lake and we actually did okay. Like, yeah. I mean, it is, it is a lot to be with your family all the time. <laughs> yeah, but you get breaks. And now the podcast is a break. Yeah, the podcast has been a great this year. That has been a, like something, again, that like was out of my comfort zone. Like yeah. I was nervous. And, and now it's been about f- it for a long so time. So fun. Yes. yes. So we that's just, been fun. We just brought our lunches online, our liquid lunches. Right. So that's been really fun. But just, just you know, like being able to like enjoy my family has been great this past year. Yeah. I think that there's something to be said for finding the positives that have come out of COVID. Right. Right. Like we were walking today. We saw the outdoor eating. We saw, you know, all the things that like your town has done, my town, like everywhere. And people have kind of gone back to basics and realized a lot. And yes, there are a lot of horrible things that have happened, but I think it's really important now, hopefully that we're coming out of it, especially to like, look back and, and find those really positive things that have happened. Right. And, you know, I met my boyfriend online and during COVID right. to like taboos. Well, you kind of had to stick with him because you couldn't really date a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I kind of did, but I want to stick with him. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, should we do one last question? One last question. If you could pick any profession at all, anything, what would it be? I'm asking you first. You. Uh, (laughs) So I'm a nurse, but I think that I would be a professional vacationer. I would review vacation resorts and food and drink, and I could do it in a witty, funny way. My my second one would be a DJ. That's only because you love DJ Polly. (laughs) That's the only reason why. Otherwise, you no. Me, I love what I'm doing right now. But my other thing that I I really want to do is have a coffee shop. I love coffee. But um, no, but coffee, which, you know, I've said this for like years. I love coffee too, but I don't want to run a shop. No, I I don't actually want to run it. I would like to have a manager that I can count on. (laughs) But I want to own a coffee shop that's also a space for people to like come together and have local art and allergy-free treats because Colin and I have allergies and whatever and just really yummy treats and but a place for people to come together. And I'd like to go on the professional vacation thing with you too. Yes. That'd be great. We're going to do that. So if anybody has that job available, we are available. (laughs) We're we're open. We're (laughs) open for submitting our resumes. Yes. Yes. Which (laughs) has nothing to do with that. Well, that was fun. Yes. That was fun. We'll end it by saying cheers. Cheers. Hey guys, could you please, you know, after you listen to our podcast, rate, review, and share our podcast. We'd be grateful. And if you're on Instagram, follow us at she underscore nanigans podcast on Instagram. Yep. We're going to have a lot more super fun giveaways. We gave away a couple of things already and we can't wait to give away more. Yeah. So cheers and thanks for listening. Cheers. I never knew.